Welcome back to another episode of the Hoffcast. Doom, doom, bip, y'all. <laughs> doom, doom, bip. I am recording from... I hope they're doing the mic check over the intercom here. I'm recording from the green room in uh, Effingham, Illinois. Uh, we're at the Performing Arts Center here in Effingham. I'm going to turn down their <laughs> their volume so we don't hear that in the background. Uh, currently on tour with uh cable guy and we are on day seven day seven of eight and got two shows tonight in effingham the shows have been a lot of fun uh but we've been at it all week it's rare that you have a full week's worth of shows even sunday monday tuesday had shows so uh we've been going strong and living that bus life and i'm all hopped up on coffee (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Got a real nice coffee maker on that bus, and I, I have two cups every morning, so I'm always jumping up and down and got to get out of the bus. Yesterday, uh, <laughs> they're very comfortable staying on the bus, hanging out, just relaxing. I get two cups of coffee in me. I'm like, come on, guys, let's go do something. It's like I'm hopped up on cocaine or something, and he's got good coffee, too. That's the thing is, you know, when I'm at home, I'll drink two cups, but I, I don't feel great. Because there's something in the cheap coffee that I'm buying that is just, uh, you know, it makes you feel a little jittery, but it also makes you feel sick, so you don't have a lot of energy. makes you realize that, like, you buy good coffee, and all of a sudden, what what can happen? So i got to figure out what it is that I can afford to buy, or that I can at least sleep with myself uh, after I purchase it. You know, because you can buy really expensive stuff but i, I gotta figure out what he's got and see if i can uh, do that but but maybe it's in the fact that the, like the little thing grinds it right there and then it spits it out maybe there's something to do with freshness and uh because i've been bouncing around trying to find a good coffee sometimes something tastes good for like a couple days and then all of a sudden it, you start to just taste bitterness and it like i used to be just folgers like every time just go get the folgers and then that start i was like maybe we can you know, th- this isn't great. Like, whenever you have good coffee from somewhere and then you're kind of like, okay, so there is a difference. Because back in the day, I was like, there's no difference. It doesn't matter. Just buy the Folgers. That's so cheap. And I would get that. But now you can kind of tell there's a difference. And so then I was bouncing around. I was trying chock full of nuts uh, <laughs> only because it was on TV shows. I'd see it yeah, in the background of TV shows because the canister looks cool, probably. And so I, I did that for like a year. And that was okay, but then that started to taste funky to me. And now I'm bouncing around. Trader Joe's coffee isn't great, although they do make this kind of like uh, this um, this holiday one that's not bad. It doesn't have a whole lot of flavor. Like, you know, sometimes you buy like a vanilla or a caramel one, and then that's all you taste, and it's just so sweet you can't even drink it. This one just has a hint of it, so that's pretty good, but it's a holiday thing, so it's not, it's not going to be there forever, you guys. It's not going to be there for me when I need it. I suppose I could buy a hundred packs of it, and but I don't have room to store that. <laughs> I don't. That's why I don't have a Costco membership because I can't store a ten-pound jar of mayonnaise anywhere. I don't have room in my fridge. Jeez, uh, I went off on a tangent here. Um, but I, I got to figure out a good coffee. If you if you have a suggestion 
on uh, a good coffee that's not going to break the bank that I can just brew at home because I'm not buying, I'm not going out. I, I've drawn a line in the sand. I'm not buying Starbucks coffee. I'm not buying coffee bean. I'm not going out there and paying $4 for something that costs 30 cents at my home. My home, Elaine. I'm so excited for Seinfeld to come to Netflix. I can't wait. Uh, I own all the DVDs, but it's just such a pain in the ass. I've become so lazy that it is a pain in the ass to pick out a DVD. Sarah and I were watching, what were we watching the other day? Uh, it wasn't, was it You've Got Mail? We were watching, we were watching something. I think it was You've Got Mail, because she always likes to watch that when she's cooking uh, Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, and I was I found it on some streaming service and and like every five minutes the streaming service would give you the little spiral the little death spiral like it's buffering and we'd sit there and we'd wait for a couple minutes for it to come on and after about three or four of those I was like you know what we have the DVD I don't know why we're continuing we may have even had to watch ads <laughs> in the streaming one that's how lazy I was that I was willing to watch you know a handful of commercials. <laughs> Well, <laughs> instead of just going into the other room and grabbing the DVD and and dusting it off and putting it in the in the PlayStation <laughs> to watch, eventually I did that and I was like, all right, that makes sense. Um, but that's how lazy I've become. So I gotta find, I've gotta find a good coffee, um, or maybe I just need to exercise more because sometimes when you wake up and the first thing you do is you go for a walk or you exercise, and all of a sudden you're like, ah, you know what? I don't even need coffee. I'm feeling fine. Those people are psychotic, though. The people that just wake up and they don't need coffee. Like, what's what's wrong with you? Some people try and do tea. They think tea. But, yeah, you feel like such a tool. Don't you feel like a wank? <laughs> and I'm, I think I'm using the proper word there. Uh, don't you feel like a wank when you drink tea? Like, you got to heat up the water, and then you dip your little tea bag, and then you dip, 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 and then... You leave it in there because you want the flavor, the the disgusting tea flavor, but you leave it in there so you think maybe I'll get more caffeine out of it if I leave the bag in there, and then by the end of it, it dips down on your nose. That's where the tea bag came from, the phrase tea bag. Don't look that up if you don't know what that means. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not a fan of the tea, so i got to find a coffee. It works um, and doesn't make me wiry and jittery because you get jittery and then all of a sudden you get snippy with people right about 1130 when you're getting hungry for lunch and the and the coffee's starting to wear off and you're getting the death shakes from it and then you get snippy with people. I don't want to get snippy with people around me. It's usually usually one of my kids is coming in and, and talking to me right when I'm trying to figure something out because the slightest thing, slightest thing will throw me off. You know, that uh, if I get into a groove of doing something, the smallest little thing, like if all of a sudden I can't find uh, the staples for my stapler, like I go to staple something, something that's inconsequential. And I think this comes from my ADD, something that doesn't even matter if it's really stapled. But I've made up my mind, I, I'm going to staple this. And then I go and then the stapler's empty and I look and I can't find my staples that will throw a wrench in my day. That will that's like a drop everything, make a list and go to the store 
just for staples. Something I don't even need. Like I literally could take a paper clip. I could just put them side by side in a folder and forget about them. But no, this has happened and now it's bugging me to the point where that's it. Drop everything. I know I had to do something that was very important, but instead I'm going to go to the store to buy staples. Does that happen to any of you? Is that how stupid am I? I, th I See, I'm a firm believer that everybody has something that makes them stupid. And my ADD is something that makes me stupid because it'll throw me off. Like a smart person would say, this is no big deal. So you don't have a staple. Next time we go to the store, we'll buy some staples and you can pull this thing back out of the folder and staple it if it's that big a deal to you. But no, I will make a list. I'll say, nope, now I got to go to the store. And I will go, and usually my list is only two or three things long, and I'll go get those things, and then I'll come home, I'll put this, like, before I do anything else, lunch could be ready on the table, I was like, okay, just one second, and I will take the staples, put it into the stapler, staple the thing, and then probably look and see if I have anything else that needs stapling, like, ooh, now i got a stapler full of staples, look at me, ready to staple. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. But that's that's what will happen. That's what will throw me off. Because I was going to talk about, uh, I don't know if any of you are having an issue. This is really just me asking. <laughs> this podcast has devolved today into me just asking for help. <laughs> help help figure out coffee. Help figuring out why my brain goes uh, off on tangents. And now I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to... How to be a parent to three children and not screw them up because, uh, you know, I, I've been gone for a few days now. I see the looks on their faces when I FaceTime them, and I, I feel so bad that I'm gone. I just do not want to screw up my kids, and uh, I'm trying to be, you know, you. I feel like you take what you were given when when you, like, witnessed how you were parented, and then you try and, like, say, okay, I'm going to take that and try and like make it the next generation you know the windows 2.0 and see if i can't improve upon the model that i that i my good base here and i feel like i was given a good base i, f I felt like my parents did a really good job I, I don't think they screwed me up too bad uh, <laughs> uh i guess the jury's still out on that one but i feel like i had you know i don't have any resentment of my childhood i don't feel you know, I think I do comedy because I was a small person. I think I had a little Napoleon complex, and I didn't grow until my junior year of high school. I think that's probably why I'm I'm funny. Uh, but I don't think it's because my parents screwed me up, so I'm trying to take what they gave me and improve upon it. And here's – let me know if you think this is a good idea. Uh, because some – you know, I really don't know if what I'm doing, what impact it has, you know, one thing I do with one kid might impact the other kid differently, you know? So, so I might be a perfect parent to one of my kids and I could be the exact same parent to the other one, but it's not perfect for that person. So you gotta, you gotta cater your parenting style. And what I've started doing, cause our oldest one, you know, he's very temperamental. I feel like part of it is he started school and he has like some, you know, things that he does every single day and then he comes home and he doesn't have you know there's no structure at home really he's got like do your homework and then you've got your free time do what you want but maybe he needs someone telling him this is what you should do right now uh because he comes home and he's frustrated and he's frustrated with me he's frustrated with sarah 
and and it's not like it's not like it was when I was growing up where I you know I had I don't know how many rooms we had in the house eight eight rooms in the house and uh and then a backyard front yard a run to a friend's house like it's not like that here or there in Los Angeles you know we don't we really don't even have a yard like there's grass where he can run around but we don't doesn't really go out that much he's still pretty little um and so it's just like you're always faced with him and and i try and like help him and but sometimes you gotta scold him sometimes you you discipline your child and and i feel bad doing it i feel bad it feels you know it's a person that you love most in the world and and you you're making them sad they're angry at you he says i hate you and i know he doesn't mean it but it, he's feeling something, and and so at those times I go in and I try and talk to him, you know, whether it's late at night or something. And may, maybe this is a mistake. I don't know if I should do this, but this is what I've been doing: is I've been, you know, kind of just being honest with him and saying, "Hey, man, listen, I'm learning too. Okay, like you're my first kid. I don't know, I, you know, I don't know much about parenting. I, I'm learning, and so if you can think of something that will help." You know, I use the uh, I use the Jerry Maguire. Help me, help you. I'm asking a five year old for help, so <laughs> that's what it's come to as a parent. I say, you know, if 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 you think there's a better way for me to reach you, let me know because I'm just this is this is I tell him this is the result I'm trying to get. This is this is where I'm trying to get to when we have to discipline you. So th- that's where we're trying to go. So if you can find an easier way to get from point A to point B, you let me know because I'm just trying to figure it out too. So. And I say, you know, even if I'm doing the wrong thing, I, I talk to him, you know, like an adult. I say, Indiana, even if even if I'm doing the wrong thing, it's coming from the right place. Like, I'm only doing it because I love you. So, <laughs> and he looks at me, he's like, well, just let me do whatever I want. <laughs> you know, that's the five-year-old's response. It's just, well, why don't you let me play video games for 17 straight hours? Maybe that's... <laughs> I started letting him play video games because I, I was playing some video games and he'd come out and he'd be like, hey, what's going on? And for a while I could just give him the other controller and be like, look at you, you're playing. And it, it wasn't even turned on. And he'd be like, oh, I'm playing. And then <laughs> and then somewhere around four, he got wise to that. That still works with the three-year-old a little bit. Like he, he's still push buttons and not realize that he's doing nothing. But around four, they start to become cognizant that you're <laughs> they're not even plugged in and they're looking at you like, my guy's not moving. I pushed left. He didn't go left. And you're just like, oh, this, uh, so maybe the maybe the controller's broken. They're like, well, give me your controller. <laughs> no, daddy's playing. Um, yeah, he became wise. So then I started, uh, I invented Game Time Tuesday. Invented's probably not the right word. We, we came up with Game Time Tuesday, okay? You're not going to play every single day of every single week. But okay, on Tuesdays, you can play for like an hour. And it started out fine. And at the end of the hour, turned off. Okay, yep, that was fun. Thanks for letting me play that. But then it gets these big, you know, large world games where, you know, it could take you 90 hours to beat something, especially with little flubby, little fat, chubby fingers trying to push the buttons and they can't read, like, a character come on the TV screen like, well, if you want to find the princess, you got to go into this cave. And he's like, what's that say? And all of a sudden, I got to come out of my office and read that for him. Now, now I'm swept up in the game. Oh, yeah, you got to go down to that cave, buddy. Oh, I don't know how to go down to that cave. Okay, let me show you how to get down to the cave. Now, all of a sudden, I'm playing the game. And now we're both swept up in it. And 
two and a half hours later, I'm like, yo, we got to get off this game because daddy's got to do some work. You've got to decompress. And he's like, I hate you. Why would you turn that up? We haven't even reached the cave yet. I'm like, I know. Wish we had reached the cave. But we're a couple of idiots. And then he gets mad because we got to turn off the game. And that's when I just, I'm like, like, he'll go off the rails. He'll lose his mind. And he won't stop until he's in trouble. I look at him. I go, hey, man, you're about to get in trouble. You better, better cool it. And he'll just push that button. And I'll bet if my parents heard this, they'd say, good. Screw you. <laughs> that's what you did to us. You deserve it. Well, that's no good. Then you just got that frat boy mentality like it happened to me so screw you it happens to you i gotta fix it i gotta fix it gotta fix this kid before he drives us all insane and hopefully i don't screw him up for life hopefully admitting to him that i don't really know what i'm doing is not the right like at some point you realize your parents are just people you know but most people don't realize it until like their late 20s early 30s they're like oh yeah well of course they screwed up from here to there man is fallible right but uh, i'm just admitting it to a 5 year old i'm like listen man i'm i'm you're a dummy you know that you came from me you know the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree so here i am i'm trying to get it right just know that i love you even if i screw up i love you i think that's that's the message i'm trying to push through i'm just going to be like uh like uh fockers dad and uh, and and meet the parents. That's that's it. I'm Dustin Hoffman. I'm grabbing my kid. I'm kissing him up all the time. I'm squeezing him, just letting him know that he's loved. And then I'll send him off into the world where nobody loves him, <laughs> and he'll just be put out like a lit cigarette. And he'll and he'll live in my house until he's 47 years old. And I and his mother and I will be happy to have him, unless he just continues to say he hates me. And eventually he gets big enough to kick my ass. So then I'm like, hey man, you gotta go. You got to get out of here. I don't know. I don't know. That's, boy, I don't even know how I got on that. That's, see, this is what my ADD does to me. All of a sudden, I just go off on a tangent. But maybe, maybe some of you can relate to that. Some of you parents out there can relate to those struggles. Maybe you found something that works. Let me know. Should I just have a pocket full of bacon and candy and just every time they start to lose their mind, just scatter Jolly Ranchers around the floor like like Elliot did with E.T. in the in the Reese's Pieces? He's like, I don't know, this alien, he's off the rails. He's yelling all the time. He's hiding in stuffed animals. Just throw some Reese's out there. <sighs> but I, I am, we're, we're coming up toward the tail end of this tour. We got two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow when... Uh, when Larry records his new special. And uh, yesterday we were in Springfield, Illinois, land of Lincoln, Abe Lincoln on a stabe. And uh, it was one of those days where I was bouncing off the off the bus walls, and I was like, you know what, I'm going into town. See, Larry's done it all twice. He, he even filmed a TV show there. So he's like, no, nah, I'm good, you go do it. So I went in and I, I took the tour, free tour, if you're in Springfield, you get to, and they haven't touched like that block where Abe, Link, it's not where he grew up. That's that's a common misconception. Abe did not grow up in Illinois. He grew up in Kentucky where he was born, and at age 15, they moved to Illinois. 
And uh, when he was like in his 20s, he moved into Springfield, became a lawyer, and uh, he's a prominent lawyer there. So they haven't touched the block where he he lived, you know, where he where he started his family uh, right up until he was elected president. So they haven't touched that block. So all the houses are old and, you know, they kind of still have gravelly roads, which is cool. And you can take pictures. And uh, yeah, he's got a nice house, he's got a two story house with uh he and his wife had separate bedrooms, which was a thing back in the day. And I think it becomes a thing again when you maybe maybe old people aren't doing that. But I remember my my grandparents on the Hoff side had separate beds. I'm pretty sure. I think the McCain side, my mom's parents, I think they always slept together. But they had the they had one of those mechanical beds that you could like tip up, like <laughs> if you wanted to watch TV in bed or sit up and drink your coffee or what, you just press the button. And us <laughs> kids would always go in there and play with it and try and fold ourselves in half. Uh, and the two sides operated independently. So, I mean, they were in the same bed, but you could have two different things. Like one person could be inclined a little bit with the other person just completely flat. Uh, but But Abe and Mary Todd... Mary must have had the Jimmy legs. She must have been kicking him at night, or maybe maybe old Abe had had bad gas. I like to eat almond pie. That's that's the the <laughs> the tour guide was kind of a. I mean, he was a nice enough guy. He had a couple of jokes, but he was, he sort of seemed like like an old school rube. He was like a twenty eight year old kid, but he was talking like a ninety seven year old man. Well, every day on his birthday, and he wasn't trying to like impersonate Abe at all. He just like, and every day on his birthday, he'd have a nice a nice slice of almond pie. On uh, every year on his birthday, you might see Mary over here by the by the stove making Abe his favorite almond pie. And every year you could see him at the table there on his birthday having himself a nice slice of almond pie. That's the way this 28-year-old kid talked. I'm like, where, where, where did you come from? Are you from the past and they dug you up or have you just bought into this hook, line, and sinker? You can't modernize this tour a little bit for me? Uh, <laughs> nice slice of almond pie. I bet he did have the farts. Maybe that's why they slept in separate beds. Um, and uh, and the bathroom, the latrine, which I think is a hilarious name for a woman, by the way. Latrine, get in here. <laughs> uh, the the toilet was in Mary's room, so Abe would go off there and fire off a missile, and then and then go retire back to his his room. Um, but yeah, it was a nice place. You get a free twenty minute tour. Check it out. And I went and I and I toured. I, I didn't take a tour. I just walked around myself. The Illinois State Capitol, which is a beautiful building, and the and the guy that was driving the Uber uh, was, was an older gentleman, and he was telling me all about it. Because originally I was like, I'll, I'll just go kill time in town. He's like, well, this is what you got to do. You got to go. You should go see his house. You should go by the old Capitol building. You should go into our new Capitol building, which we're very proud of. Took 20 years to build. Five people died building it. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, and it was. It's a huge, big beautiful building everything's like marble and golden and there's huge mirrors and giant murals everywhere and, and you go in the room where the where the house meets and where the senate meets and it's just these big beautiful old wood rooms just leather bound chairs and you look at it and you're like yes this is beautiful they're like we're very proud of it and then i look at our country who's just so far in debt and the every state is hemorrhaging money and you're like you know, this probably could have all been made cheaper. 
It probably didn't have to quite look like this. Like here we are spending just millions upon millions and billions upon billions of dollars. <laughs> just keep borrowing money from China and spending it. And at a certain point, like you ever loan somebody money and then you like see pictures of them like on vacation or out to eat. I wonder if that's how China sees the U.S. Like we owe them trillions of dollars and yet we're over here just throwing parades and parties. And, and I wonder if they're looking at us from across the pond going, really? Really? You owe us this money and you're going out to eat? Are you serious? I wonder if that's the way China looks at the United States. Because that's you know that's how you look at your friend or your family member that you've loaned money to. And that's why that's why old Dave Ramsey says never loan never loan anybody money that you love. Never do that. Just give them money. If you can afford it, just give it to them. Say, here's a gift. Take it. And that takes resentment off the table. Although I'm not 100% sure it does. If you just gave somebody money and they turn around and they just spend it on sneakers, you might be like, hey, I gave you that so you could pay your doctor bill. What the hell are you doing? Well, my doctor bill, I could pay in installments, so I don't really need... No. Pay it off. Don't be a moron. All these... People I, I don't understand. I've ne- I will never understand somebody that goes to a gas pump and puts $5 in. I, I worked at a gas station for a couple of years, and people come in all the time like, can I put 7 on on 10 And I get it like if you, don't, if you don't have that money right then, but that can't become the norm. That can't be – like on rare occasions, I'll, like usually if I'm just in a hurry uh, or if like the credit card machine's down and I only have 10 bucks cash, I'm like, okay, I need gas. Here's 10 bucks put it on but people come in day after day putting five dollars i would see the same person on consecutive days putting five dollars in their gas tank and i'm just like hey man you're gonna use the gas just fill it up unless you got word from on high that gas prices are going to plummet in a couple days just fill it up you're gonna save so much time and these are the same people that will come into the gas station and they'll pick up, you know, uh, uh, a couple of things from inside. It's like, well, you're going to save yourself so much time if you just fill it up. You're going to use the gas. Unless you're, unless you're going to drive yourself to a cliff and drive it off the cliff, <laughs> then just fill it up. I don't know if these people are like, oh, well, I'm just borrowing the car. That's my brother's car, so I'm going to just give it back to him. I don't want to fill it up. Fill it up! <laughs> I never understand people that just won't put a full tank in there. It's better for your car anyway to not be riding that empty line. I don't understand. But see, now I'm off again. I was talking about the Illinois State Capitol. Oh, I wanted to tell you guys. Okay, here, here's, here's this week's Hoff Recommends. Don't think twice. Take his advice. This is Hoff Recommends. I don't always go, I, I always try and find like a good little local place to eat uh, or, or something to check out anytime I've got a little extra time in a town. And so last night or yesterday when I was in, uh, when I was in Springfield, I was like, ah, oh, let me look up. Cause I, I was this close to going to a Jimmy John's. I was this close to like, I know what Jimmy John's is. Let me just go in there and get myself a quick sandwich, quick bite to eat. But, uh, Instead, I, I looked up and I found a place that like had 300 reviews or something on Yelp, 
and it was still a five star sandwich place and not like an expensive place. It was just like this, like uh, just basically American fare. And I was like, ooh, five stars after 300 people. Usually you get a couple of bad eggs in there. And so I want to give a Hoff Recommends, big five-star Hoff Recommends in Springfield, Illinois to Long Junction, Long Nine Junction. That's the name of this restaurant. If you're in Springfield, go. They're only open from 11 to 3 every day for lunch, but it is worth it. Like, granted, I did walk around several blocks, so I. it's one of those where you're like, well, what, was it really good or were you just really hungry? You ever done that where you where where you were so hungry that it didn't matter what you ate, it tasted so good and then you're like, "Ooh, you know what? I really love this" because you remember it as being really good, but it turns out you were just hungry cuz you go back and you have it again and then you're like, "Eh, it wasn't as good as I remembered." Yeah, you just built up <laughs> you just built up an appetite. because uh, when you're hungry, things taste good. Uh, but I didn't feel that hungry because I was in no real rush to get it. I even went to the bank beforehand. I was like, you know what? I'll just on my way over there. I'll I'll knock out a few things. I went into a couple of antique stores, so I don't think I was starving. I don't think it was that. And based upon the rest of the reviews, I've got to believe this place is just solid. Uh, Long Nine Junction in Springfield, Illinois. I had the French dip sandwich. I'm not gonna say everything else was great there because that's all I had, but that was amazing. If I'm ever in Springfield, Illinois again, I'm going to go back there because it was it was incredible. And and you get like a bag of chips, 10 bucks in all in. Oh, my goodness, you guys. It was so good. Anybody listening from Springfield, go check that place out. I'm going to give them a good review. Uh, But that's this week's version of Hoff Recommends. Speaking of speaking of food, I'm getting a little hungry right now myself. But now that I've kind of talked myself into, you know, everything tastes better when you're hungry, maybe I'm going to maybe I'm going to hold off. Withhold a little uh lunch from myself and and maybe I'll go for a brisk walk out there in this 40 degree weather and and that way when I whatever it is that I do eat, I'll be like, "Ooh, that's really good." And then next week I'll be like, "Hoff recommends starving yourself." <laughs> that way everything tastes good. Cuz sometimes you're not even really hungry, but the food's there and you're just eating out of habit. I found myself doing that whenever I eat or whenever I watch something. Like I'll be watching football, I'll just be eating mindlessly. I'm not even hungry. I'm just shoving stuff into my cuz there's that Pavlovian uh association with watching something and food. It, it's like I can't watch a movie late at night without grabbing myself a snack. And my ki- I've done the same thing to my kids. My kids will have just eaten, put the baby down for a nap, put on something for my kids just to have a little downtime. And they'll be like, can you get me a snack? I'm like, we just ate 20 minutes ago. And they're like, I want a snack. And I realize I've instilled that in my kid. I got to break that before I, before I raise a couple of fatties. Um, <laughs> it could easily happen to them it easily happened dude if i'm snacking non-stop on this tour bus so i gotta i gotta get out i'm gonna take a walk get out and take a walk get a little bit of energy going got a couple new jokes wrote a brand new tag last night so i'm excited about that excited about trying that again tonight two shows tonight in uh in effingham illinois so if i get this posted early enough uh, and you're in the Effingham area, come through. If you're in Chicago, we're in Joliet tomorrow, Saturday, December seventh. And then I'm coming back to um, I'm coming back to Illinois 
uh, Aurora, Illinois, at uh, the Comedy Shrine on December 21st and 22nd. So if you're in the Chicago area, you want to see me do a full show, uh, get some tickets to that, because I, I know it's close to Christmas, but it's going to be a fun time. It's this cool little uh, Comedy Shrine theater. they got all this old memorabilia up there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So tell your friends, if they're in the Chicago area, get tickets to Hoff's show there trying this grassroots campaign you guys uh, i got a bunch of new jokes so come out and see it and then uh, a ton of tour dates are popping up for uh 2020 still don't have a name for the 2020 tour but uh should be soon and uh got a lot of cool things i'm coming back to spokane so uh everybody in spokane check it out i'll be at the spokane comedy club in uh, february i think over um over Valentine's Day weekend, and, and I'm headlining The Late Show on Friday, I believe. So I'll, I'll be posting about that as soon as I as soon as soon I get the confirmation there. Lots of tour dates up on nickhoff.com. Uh, thank you for listening. I uh, hope to record another couple of these before the holidays. Um, so thank you for listening, and I uh, hope you guys have a great week. Doom, doom, bip. <laughs> <laughs>